New episode starts now. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Look and Talk podcast. It's your boss man, B. Jones, and today is an exclusive round. Today joining me, I have a boss man who's a small business owner. He's the owner of Lee's, Lee's Management Services. It's Mr. Harvey Lee. How you doing today, man? I'm doing good, doing good. You know, just trying to make it through all this madness. Yes, this is nothing but madness, man. It's it's crazy. How you holding up? How you surviving this damn coronavirus madness? Um, I'm doing pretty good, you know. I'm lucky to have a job where I don't have to worry about, you know, being laid off. But as far as like the entrepreneur side of it, um, with my clothing line, I've had to actually order an embroidery machine and, you know, try and learn how to do it myself because one of my vendors shut down. But overall, you know, I'm still good. Hey, that's good. At least you learn how to do it yourself. So tell me about your business, man, because I see you got the products. And tell me all about it. Um, The clothing line or the management company or both? The clothing line, the management company, everything associated with it, man. All right. Well, the management company... It actually started from me just kind of, you know, helping out a friend. He wanted his kind of passion is the music industry. So at first, I volunteered to kind of help him out with marketing. And that's kind of how I got, like, into his, I guess, circle, business circle. And then he started mentioning stuff like he needed a producer and, I just remember one of my homeboys from high school, you know, he rapped at the time when we were in high school and he still, you know, made beats and stuff. So I was like, I introduced them. And then after that, he wanted to perform because he said he had performed before, but it was like years ago with a band, but he hadn't done any solo performances. So, you know, I ended up getting him on stage, even though it was just an open mic, but you know, just some type of exposure, you know, knocking dust off. And he just kept saying that he wanted this and that, and I kept kind of giving him pathways to get them, and he just kind of named me his manager. And after that, I started working with another friend with his modeling, ended up getting him an interview on a podcast, um, kind of helping him out with his ventures and it was one one fashion show where I ended up actually having to like be his photographer like his personal photographer because he didn't have anyone to specifically take pictures of him and with that you know I was ripping and running trying to find a battery for this camera because we had to end up borrowing it from someone and they didn't have the charger anymore so that's how the management company just kind of came along from me helping other people. And then while I was doing that, I just kind of started thinking, like, what do I want to do for myself? And, you know, I get compliments on how I dress all the time and, you know, I like to shop. So I was like, instead of investing money into someone else and putting money in their pockets, I might as well just invest in myself and design my own clothes. And that's how the clothing line came along. That's real, man. It sounds like you're a real, like, Swiss army knife for these people, man. I try to be. 
Um, I'm real, you know, business oriented. And, you know, anything that I have at my disposal, like if I know somebody, if I can't do it myself, if I know somebody that can do it, I just, I'm always open to passing the torch. That's real. So how did you get your idea for the concept of for how you wanted to do your business once you made your mind that I want to go into a business for myself? Um, With the management company, that, well, really both of them, it was just, you know, trial and error. Because with the management company, I didn't really know what I was doing starting off. So it took, like, a lot of research, just trying to possibly, like, find venues to possibly perform at, getting in contact with the correct people as far as, like, helping the people that I was working with expand themselves. And for the clothing line, that was also trial and error, just kind of picking different vendors, testing out the quality, stuff like that. Like, it was a lot of trial and error. <laughs> I, I can tell, I can tell, um, I grew a test of trial and error because we all learn from that. So, What's some of the biggest things you learned from trial and error, from your trials and your errors? With my clothing line, I do feel like I could have done more research as far as, like, products. Because I do feel like I, in a sense, you know, wasted money purchasing stuff for samples. And then it ended up being stuff that I didn't like. Cause I have a lot of stuff in my closet that I personally, I could still wear just because, you know, I spent the money on it. It's my brand. It has my logo on it, but I wouldn't produce it to sell to someone else. So that's one thing, you know, more research, just being a little bit more patient as far as picking vendors and products to actually produce. And with the management um, that I definitely needed more help because one point in time I did have to, you know, kind of shut things down, take a step back because I was managing like three artists and a model at the same time. And it was just me by myself and I was extremely overwhelmed and I was kind of focusing on one person for an extended period of time and kind of ignoring my other clients. So if I could go back with that, I would definitely try and find a team to help me out before, you know, taking on more clientele. That's real. That's definitely real. So what was your mission at the outset of starting your clothing line and also starting your management company? With the clothing line, personally, like I like bright stuff like something that stands out but it's not too much if that makes sense so with the clothing line I just wanted to make something where people could express themselves you know with a variety of colors as far as like selections and just kind of be different and with the management company overall it's pretty much me just trying to help you know up and coming people 
make a name for themselves. And it's really that simple as far as that, like, just trying to help people who are just starting out in whatever they're doing. That's real. So I, I definitely went on your Instagram page. I see you promoting a lot of different products. You got cleaning supplies. You got vitamins, body products. So tell me what got you started in promoting all of these businesses. Well, the other, like, the vitamins and stuff, that's, like, a online business I have, like, outside of that. So that's, like, a whole other business venture that I'm on. <laughs> well, tell me about all your business ventures that you're on. Like I said, so like we can see that you're, like, because you are really, like, a Swiss Army knife when it comes to this business thing. Because I see you promoting other people's businesses and stuff, and you were really on it out there. Yeah, I'm trying to get to that seven forms of revenue as quick as possible. <laughs> But um, hey, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. With like the other online business, that is like an MLM format style business, and I know a lot of people they sit here and say, "Oh, it's a scam, Ponzi schemes, all that stuff." But if you look at it from a business aspect, if you own a store, you're just one location. But if you franchise it out, you know that expands your opportunity for profit. And that's kind of, you know, the basic scheme for um, MLMs. That's real. So how do you, like, represent Dallas, Texas in your business? With that, I haven't gotten to it yet. But I do plan on, you know, making a... I want to say like a collection, I guess we would call it. And I don't want to give too much, but, you know, possible collection for the clothing line that's kind of dedicated to Dallas and eventually probably other major cities. But it'll definitely start with Dallas, Texas. That's real. So when did you first start chartering your businesses? Both the clothing line and the management company, I probably started about like a year and a half ago. So they're both still relatively Um, new. Yeah, so a year ago, so what made you say, let me just go ahead and get this thing started? Was it the fact that you were doing so much for other people and you probably weren't seeing a profit from it? Is that... Kind of why it made you just say, I just want to go ahead and get this thing started? For the clothing line, yeah, definitely, because I was, you know, helping people reach their dreams and accomplishments, and I wanted to do something for myself that I could say was mine and I could profit from. With the management company, that was really just me helping people out because, I mean, I like helping people out, like, if I can, like, but, and one That's thing, real. another thing is, um, I just, even now, like, I, I can't do this nine to five too much longer. <laughs> like, <laughs> bro, you and me both. And I only, like, it's not necessarily the working aspect of it. It's just kind of being told when to clock in, when to clock out. Like, I need a little bit more freedom. Like, <laughs> 
Bruh, I'm right here with you, man. I'm sitting here saying that about myself. I'm like, shit, I, I need something to pop. I'm pushing 100 episodes of this damn podcast. I need something to pop because I'm about to sit here tired of doing this 9 to 5 work. Yeah, although I'm working from home right now because it's corona, it's COVID, but I'm just still like, once once it, once this mess is over, I'm going to have to go back to this damn office. And I'm like, I'm enjoying this work from home a little bit too much. I don't know. I definitely understand that. Cause um, <laughs> I was like before all this, I was already working from home on Mondays and Fridays, so it just kind of extended throughout the entire week. You know, save a little gas money, but it's different when you working from home and you know you can still go places versus you know you have to be at home like. <laughs> Yeah, that's a major difference. That really is. It's like I was a homebody myself, but I'm like, damn, now you're telling me I can't go nowhere except <laughs> to the grocery stores. And and I know here in Florida, we got some idiots that our idiot governor decided to open up the beach. I don't know why, but yeah. What part of home? I heard that text. What part of Florida? Huh, I'm in Tampa, okay, Florida. Okay. I went to um, Florida and uh, I, I, I got a family that's from Jacksonville and Miami. What year is you at FAMU? I graduated 2017. Damn, I graduated a year before you in 2016. So chances are we were probably at FAMU around the yeah. same time. Ain't nothing like a right. <laughs> yes, nothing like it. You know what I'm saying? So tell me about that, because I'm pretty sure now that you mentioned you were FAMU, you were probably in SBI, weren't you? You were in SBI wearing them suits just to take a test. Y'all had to wear suits like multiple times out of the week for forms and stuff. Hold on, can you repeat that? And somebody's walking by talking. I said. Okay, I said you were at FAMU during them times where I bet you went SBI having to wear them suits to take a test, um, wearing them suits just to go to oh, form yeah. and stuff, and having to do three internships and stuff. I I know a little something, something about SBI. I'm, I mean, I was in the journalism school program, but I know a lot of people that weren't in SBI. Yeah, and, you know, spring semester, that's when it was the worst, having to have a full suit on, walking across campus. Because SBI, like, what? we had to go to Lee Hall from Forum, and, you know, SBI is not by there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, trust me. I know. I, I had to do that walk from Lee Hall to, um, to J School and SBI. Man, I'm like, I don't see how y'all did it, man. My goodness. I hated it. And I'm just like, SBI just really didn't like y'all because it's like, I saw plenty of build, plenty of rooms in SBI where they could have had a forum at where y'all didn't have to go to Yeah, they definitely could have had it other places. So, tell me a little bit about your SBI experience and how you look at how you're trying to apply what you learned at SBI to owning your own business. Um, see, that's one thing that I don't really like with traditional schools. It doesn't really teach you truly how to run your own business. 
I feel like schools kind of, you know, teach you how to be an employee, not necessarily start up a company and run it yourself. Yeah, I can actually, I can actually agree with that because family journalism school is like they only will focus on teaching you how to be a news news oriented, writing news, writing for the newspaper, writing news and writing. They really didn't focus on film, radio production. They did, but they had very limited resources towards it. But everything was just so geared on news. So I hate that. So I hope within the next couple of years. FAMU evolves, you know, Sam. Yeah, but um, I will say one thing as far as SBR, like it does prepare you to go into the work environment. And I'm not going to lie, um, HBCUs overall, you know, you deal with a lot of BS. And I feel like, you know, that helps you in the real world as well. Just because of like, you know, like, Yes. Laid, being laid, like stuff like that. Like, you know, it might be a time where your check, your paycheck, something happened in payroll. Hey, you done went through it in college. So. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely true. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember work for a job. Um, my one job shorted me a couple times on my check. I was like, it was nothing, but I just sent a little text message to manage be like, hey, my check a little short. Mm-hmm. I need to take a look at it. Wasn't nothing me to freak out about because I'm used to it because that family <laughs> swagger, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Man, so you going back homecoming this year if if this coronavirus messes um, up with? More than likely, just because I like to travel. Like you said, you're a homebody. I like to be out the house, so yeah. And I didn't go last year, so definitely probably going to make that trip if it allows us to. Bro, I haven't I haven't been to homecoming since I graduated in 2016, so I'm going to be there, you know what I'm saying? I might be a homebody, but I do like to travel, so I'm going to try my yeah. hardest to be there and also be at the Classic, too. Um, Got to hear that world-famous Marching 100, though. But even though, I don't, even though I feel like some people say it's just not the same, but it's like you get that hate because it's like, I don't know why, but people say, oh, it's not the same anymore. I'm like, well, duh, because when you graduated, let these new people have some shine. And, you know, after that little incident, they did go from, like, 300 to actually 100. <laughs> but, um, I mean, my grandparents, yeah. like, they taught there. They went to school. They're like, so me, I partially grew up in Tallahassee, so... I listened to the band growing up, so when I got to college, it was just like, okay, like it wasn't a big deal to me. It wasn't a big deal to me, but also seeing it live to get lit. I think the first year it was amazing, but then after years, after the years, you keep going to games. You're just used to it. You're used to the spectacular. You're used to Joe Butt, Joe Almighty, Joe Bullet on the mic talking mad shit about the other band. You, you you just get used to it, so. But I I really feel like it's gonna be a fun experience going back as an alum, for the first time. So. Yeah. But what, what was you if you had something to say to students at FAMU that are currently in SBI? What would you tell them? Um. That's a tough one. Um, pretty much, you know, 
if you feel like you really truly want to go down you know the business path um the, doesn't even really matter what your major is my issue was I didn't do you know my homework I just kind of tried to float by on tests and in-class work so you know if you get something assigned do it and don't procrastinate like if a teacher give you something like you know they have like all this online work and they say you know the whole thing is not due until the end of the semester don't wait till the last two weeks to try and do it i've had <laughs> i've had the repeat don't. of class for trying to do that <laughs> And it's costly. <laughs> yes, repeating classes are costly, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, and if you haven't passed the class after the second time, you might as well just, and that's the oh, essential yeah. class for that major, yeah. you just need to drop that class. Find something else, <laughs> it, it can, yes, because it can be costly to um have to repeat courses, and it don't, it's not fun when the professor recognizes your face because you don't took yeah, that. Professor and that's another in. thing. Um, if you have the option, you know, what is the what's the website where you look up rate my professor? Yeah, rate rate my use professor. it, use Ooh, it, yes. use it. Now I ain't gonna lie, there was this one professor who they, who they wrote a bad review on, but I took her in the summer. She wasn't that bad, so. I'm I'm be like it's hit or miss, but I will say for I most think, of the SBI professors, I think when you take them, that might alter it as well. Because I've heard some things like you know, spring and fall the professors one way, but during the summer, they might be a little bit more lenient. Because you know, it's not the same time frame that they got to teach this stuff in. Yeah. Yeah, some classes you only got it for a month, and then some classes you only got yeah. it for like three months. So yeah, I do, I do know that part. But um, but do you ever just sit back and like, damn, you just wish you just go back to your freshman year? Because I, I was, I was thinking about that work too. I was like, damn, <sighs> some spring, fall, two thousand nine was crazy, man. Yeah, it is sometimes where it's like, you know, I miss them yeah. days. Because, I mean, back in the college days, you ain't really have no true responsibilities. Like, you know, if you was off campus, you know, you might have to have rent or whatever. But really, all you got to do is just go to class. Like, Is that your space? Yeah. And if you lived off campus, you got that oh, yeah. financial aid. <laughs> Yes, yes, I do. I ain't gonna lie, I do miss the months where I just give my landlord my net check and be like, take care of the rent, just for the rent. So, but getting back to your business, to what things you attribute your success so far? Um, honestly, just persistence. Like, consistency is key. Like, just keep going, keep going, keep pushing. Because there's been plenty of times where. I've been like, you know, wanting to quit, like doubting myself, but for whatever reason, you know, just keep going. Whatever you need to do to find, you know, that why. Why are you doing this? Like, keep it in your head. Because recently, I actually just made like a digital dream board and it's my lock screen. So anytime I got any doubt, all I got to do is touch my phone screen and 
You know, that inspiration is back. Hey, that that's a good idea. Um, my sister was telling me, "Hey, you should make a dream board." She told me that like months ago, but I never did. But that digital dream board don't sound like a too bad. Yeah, because you know most people they do it like so, magazines and stuff, but I ain't got no magazines, so I had to improvise. <laughs> no, I feel you. I totally feel you on that. Um, we got to definitely improvise. Got to use what you um what you can't attest to, what you don't have. So. Um, now, do you use the services of a professional accountant or attorney so far when running your businesses? An attorney, no. An accountant, no. Now, one thing I will say that I will give credit to SBI, just going through, you know, the basic business major, if you compare it to, like, FSU, you got to take the same amount of accounting classes as if you were an accounting major at FSU. So I do have like you know the basic accounting skills and all that. I'd even say a little bit more than the basic. Yeah. So as far as accounting, personally at this point in time, like where I am in my business, I feel like you know that's handled. Um, I never really thought about you know a personal attorney or anything like that. Now, would you suggest, like, are there any suggestions that you would make as far as why I would need an attorney? Um, the reason I say maybe possibly have an attorney because there might be some legal contracts. Somebody might try to draw some legal deals that, or some people, they just might mm -hmm. try to get over on you, like, like in the music industry. I know you see the artists that don't read the deals or don't have, like, a legal advisor to, um, look over the deals for them to make sure they're not getting ripped off. Yeah, I understand that because um, I actually had one of my artists have someone reach out to them and they kind of sent me the contract and reading through it, you know, doing research on certain terminology, I kind of sent them my, you know, questions and concerns and they sent it to the people that originally sent them the contract and after that, they never heard from them. So in my eyes, I'm assuming that they thought, you know, oh, these guys are just going to sign it and we've got them. And that didn't happen. <laughs> so they never heard from them again. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. how you know a record label is not legit. If they are legit, they're, they're going to get back with you with their, your concerns and break down the contracts. But that's how you know they they they, they just try and trap you in the deal, wait for you to blow up and make hella money out you and don't let you out your deal. Yeah, once you blow too up, too many like people that are even considered to be famous, like too many people that then got caught up in deals like that. Like, yeah, yeah, that, and honestly, I know my some of my friends are rappers right now, and they've all said the same thing that they just would rather just stay independent than to sign that. Then to sign out over that record label deal because you never know you might make it, but that record label company they just make yep. it all. And then if you don't make it, and let's say they front you some, you owe them until you pay all that back. And a lot yes, of the times, definitely know, real too. Doing million dollar contracts, and I mean, if you ain't really making no money from the music. It's going to be hard for you to pay that back.
Yes, that is. You better have another outlet or somewhere. We better have uh, at least seven more <laughs> Yo, sources of income if you're going to do that. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Look at Talk. Having a little business talk with my man Harvey Lee today. So what do you look for most in somebody that you want to work with or have work under you? Honestly, I have to see some type of potential. You have to have you know, a good work ethic. And one of the main things is coachable. You got to be coachable. Like, if you can't take constructive criticism and you know you're one of the people that if someone tells you something, you got an attitude and you feel like you being attacked all the time, it's not really going to work. Like, coachability, that's honestly probably number one. You got to have, you know, some type of originality where there's some type of potential to where, you know, music or whatever you're doing can grow. And, you know, just got to be, have that work ethic. Like everyone that's trying, everyone that's going to be successful, they're going to have, you know, that work ethic where they're not going to quit because honestly, the most successful people that you can name they've probably failed the most. So you got to be able to, you know, get knocked down and get back up. That's definitely really definitely have to get knocked. Definitely have to fall down seven times and get up eight times. Definitely got to do that. So what's your company's goals for the remainder of the year once this coronavirus mess is over with? And beyond 2020? Uh, well, immediately, you know, after the virus is over, for my clothing line, I'm trying to set up a photo shoot probably as soon as possible for more colors. Well, I, I don't know, because it, dep- it really depends on what time of year. Because I wanted to do, like, spring and summer colors, but if it's if this is over, like, towards the fall, then the types of colors might change. Um, For my management company, as far as who I have on my team now, I'm probably honestly going to say, you know, I'm just strictly working with them. If I can find, you know, a couple people that I can trust to help me on the management aspect, I might take on another client or two but as far as like the clients that I'm working with now I feel like my plate's full all of them are working on stuff individually and I'm just gonna put my efforts towards helping them and directing them to be successful and you know going forward um that's real ultimately for my clothing line at some point I do want to open up, you know, an actual, like, brick-and-mortar store and hopefully have my stuff in other retail stores at some point. And that's, that's definitely achievable. That's definitely real. So now, do you work lo- just locally within um, Texas, or are you trying to work nationally? Um, I'm open to working nationally. I have a homeboy that every now and then, you know, I'll post his stuff, that he he's a rapper. I'm not his manager, 
But anything I see, you know, because he's in Atlanta and I lived in Atlanta for a point in time. So anytime I see like any opportunity that might benefit him, I'll shoot it to him. So yeah, I'm definitely open to working nationally. On that, so why'd you leave Atlanta? For well, when Texas? I was in Atlanta, I was this was like sixth, seventh grade up until like my junior year in high school. So I didn't really have a choice where I lived at that time. But yeah, I was born, I'm born in Dallas. I feel you, I feel you on that. So what is some some things that are unique about your business? With the clothing line, I feel like it's, you know, got like that personal touch still. Like it's still small enough to where it's not like other companies because I have my personal input is for the most part my overall vision. Um, some really all the designs are me. Like, I'm not a fashion designer, but, you know, I found a seamstress and I'll kind of Google a blank T-shirt and kind of, it's kind of like a kindergarten coloring, but, you know, I place the colors where I need them to, make the shapes or whatever, and she sews it together, comes out perfect. That little combination works. For you, for you, that's cool. So, what made you um, decide to choose that you want to pursue a clothing line and also have a management company? Because everybody can, um, everybody, I feel like a lot of people have a quality style, and I feel like a lot of people can manage a team. So, what made you just say, I want to do this for myself, and I see myself doing this? The clothing line, honestly, it came from like support, like before I even started, like. I just kind of posted, like, polls on Instagram, got support from that. Um, once I actually started, people started buying. Honestly, before I even really started producing stuff, like, just walking around the office and, like, samples, I had a couple people buy some stuff. So that's kind of what motivated me to continue going with the clothing line. And as far as the management company, I just like helping people, like, and that's really what the basis of my management company is, like helping up and coming people, you know, make a name for themselves, be known and get to what they want to achieve. That's real. That's that's definitely real. So does your company help your community where it's located right now? Are you guys like giving back to the community? At the moment, the community? no, but. Like I said, like seven sources of income, that's the main goal. So I have different business ventures, but I mean a nonprofit, that's not going to be me personally profiting from it, but I do want to start a nonprofit at some point. And I did have a event like kind of in the works for this year, but with, you know, the virus, I've kind of had to put planning for that event on hold because I wanted to, I wanted that to be an event 
to raise money for like dementia and Alzheimer's because that's something that my granddad has. So that was something, you know, that I personally support and I wanted to try to find a way to raise money to help research in that. But, you know, with everything that's going on right now, that just kind of got put on the back burner at the moment. That's true. I can um, totally feel you on that because everything's just been shut down. So have you ever had to turn down somebody that wanted to do business with you? Like whether it's for your management or you wanted to tell, turn somebody that wanted to offer their, their designs to your clothing? For my line? management company, yes, I have had to turn someone down. I started to work with them, but then like I said, at coachability, like they weren't really open to suggestions and stuff like that. And I don't know, like, because at the time, I'll take partial blame for it. Because, like I said, at that time, I was kind of overwhelmed. And they felt like I I wasn't giving them enough attention but at the same time, I did have other clients. Yeah, totally feel you on that. So, if you what's something you wish you would have known about start about business, um, running your own management company and your own clothing line before you started oh. out doing this? I don't know if it's something that I wish I it's something that I knew, but I guess I didn't really realize it until I started doing it, but it's time consuming and it's tiring. Like you definitely have to find ways to, you know, keep your energy up, to keep pushing, and you have to schedule and plan a lot of stuff out. Like I have a planner I write it every day, like, I update it every day, I cross stuff out, I make sure I'm looking, like, every couple hours to see, all right, right now I'm not doing nothing, is there anything that I could be doing right now, like, you just gotta keep that motor going, like, it's tiring. Yes, it is tiring. I definitely agree. Even as a podcast host, I know it's tiring because I got it on my end. I'm setting up interviews. I'm coming up with questions. I'm replaying podcasts. I'm listening to other people's stuff. So I know how you feel. I know how tiring it can be. So what three things you feel like define your vision for this company? For... I guess I'll do one for the management company, one for the clothing line, and then kind of one overall. So for the management company, it's just, you know, building a future, like laying the groundwork, putting in that work. Because if you're trying to be successful, it's, I mean, I don't know how to do this without visuals, but you know, you're going to put a lot of work in with minimal results. 
And then, you know, as time goes along, eventually that's going to reverse. Like, once you get to where you need to be, it's not going to be as much work, but the results are going to be there. So, you know, with the management company, it's just kind of laying the groundwork, looking towards the future, building up. With the clothing line, it's something that I want to stay original. I want it to be something that when someone puts it on, you know, they feel like they are different from everyone else that they're walking around. Like, So originality for the clothing line. And overall, yeah, regardless of what you do, everyone, you know, stay true to yourself. Like, don't try to change to try and accommodate other people. If this is something you want to do, do it. If you feel like, if you believe in yourself and you feel like it's something you can accomplish, do it. And that would be the third thing. That's definitely real. So uh, what have you learned from other business owners that you like to share with other people that may be able to help somebody else? One of them I've already kind of spoke on, which was like do as much research as you possibly can in whatever you're doing. Like, whether you've already started, whether you're planning on starting, whatever point you are in, in anything that you're doing, you know, do as much research as you can, try to learn something new, and just, you know, always try to develop yourself. Like, it doesn't matter how confident you are in your ability to do something, just always continue learning. That's real. Now, what are some things you do um, to relieve the stress of being your own? You know, right now, I'm relieving some stress, drinking a Corona. Uh, (laughs) um, On a day-to-day basis, Honestly, it just kind of depends on the day and, like, how stressed and what type of stress. Like, with everything that's going on now, sometimes, you know, just taking a walk around the neighborhood can help clear my mind. Um, You know, it might be a more stressful situation where, you know, I might need to talk to somebody else, call somebody, just have a discussion and kind of vent, like, Sometimes you don't always necessarily, you know, need to ask for advice or someone's opinion. Sometimes just saying what's on your mind and getting off your chest helps out. It really just depends on, I guess, the, you know, severity of the stress and the type of stress. That's real. That's definitely real. So tell me, what can people get from... Your your clothing line and from your management company, if they choose to pursue business, pursue the ventures and working you with have you, have a hard worker, someone that's going to be dedicated, um, someone that's going to have your best interests in mind, and is going to be more concerned about like your vision as opposed to their own, and that's one thing like with the management company, 
because I don't have like an agenda or anything. Like, if I'm not helping you do what you want to do, then I feel like I'm not doing my job. Hey, that's real. That's real. And what? And watch. And lastly, watch your people support your clothing line. And watch your people support your management business. The clothing line, you know, it's something different. If you get it right now, you know, you got the exclusive. Not too many people have it at the moment. It is going to be a household name in the future. So, you know, hop on it now. <laughs> um, the management business, like I said, I'm here to help people. Like, I'm genuinely trying to help people start on the path that they ultimately want to go down and help people get to success. Like, That's true. So do you see, pod, do you see podcasting as a way as something you like incorporate um, in the future? Actually, before this, one of my friends actually did reach out to me and we kind of started recording for a like hip hop podcast and we did like a couple sample episodes we didn't put anything out simply because you know it was a certain type of quality that we wanted and just kind of trying to knock the dust off you know polish it up fine tune it and then you know this happened and that got put on hold for the moment and as far as management, I actually do kind of work with one podcaster as far as the management side goes. Okay. Well, that, that's cool. Like I said, um, I'm, like I said, um, I do appreciate you for coming on tonight. For one, to come on, look and talk. I do appreciate it. I'm grateful for it. Also, it's always. also nice to connect with another family alum. So it's always a wonderful thing. So like I said, if you need somebody to help you out with your clothing or if you feel like you want to take your hand and manage liquor talk, we'll definitely talk about that because whatever you need, that's why I tell all my guests that come through liquor talk. I may be in Florida, but I'm only one DM away. So if you need me, if you think we can work together, let's just talk. talk, Let's make it happen. If that's something that you're interested in. But yeah, and I see you be working too. I know you had some days where you didn't, what, drop like five five episodes in a day, a couple three episode days. Hey, you out here grinding too. I see. Hey man, I, I I was on a beast mode. I I was I was I was working, but I wasn't working smart. I'll I'll say that much. But now I'm kind of goddamn where <laughs> you might not see no more three episode days no more because I'm I'm like I'm working I'm working a little bit you smarter, not spread the content out, much, save so. it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm about to do. So, like I said, I appreciate you for coming on today, man. Ladies and gentlemen, and I also appreciate you, the listener, for listening to this business edition of Look at Talk. If you want to come on Look at Talk, just let me know. Slide the DMs. Let's make it happen. 
or you can just send us an email at lookatalkpodcast at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Look at Talk Podcast. Thank you for listening, and go ahead and subscribe if you have done so on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Pandora, wherever you get your podcasts at. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, pour that thing up and roll that thing up. Get lit. Everything doesn't last forever.